One more time, every voice. Let's get up and let all the other names. Let all the other names. There's no other Come however you want, God. Come with your power. We're Come with your love. You can come however you want to come. However you want. One more time to sing. Sing like a Come however you want. Tell him to my Holy Spirit, you can have your way in my life. I'm surrendered. My heart is abandoned to you tonight. And you can come however you want. Come however you want. One more time, church. Good morning, good morning, everyone, and I welcome you to this Tuesday morning's prayer call. I don't know if you were on a little bit earlier and you could hear the beautiful worship song that was being sung, but hands up, hearts open. Jesus, take your place. Oh, I pray. I pray that's where you're at right now, that your hands are up, your heart is open, and that you are lifting up Jesus. Hallelujah. What a wonderful way to start the day. But before we start, let me introduce myself. Um, I'm Heather Dawson, and I am a member of New Destiny Church located in the greater Bay Area of California. And I have on the line with me Elder Claude Lang and Sister Myrna Whetstone from New Destiny Church. And we have our bishop, Bishop Christopher Smith and Pastor Adrian this morning also. Hallelujah. I am happy to be with them this morning. Elder Claude, let me greet you this morning. I want to know how you are this morning. How are I am you? Happy, I am happy and blessed. Good morning. <laughs> I should have said to you, sing. Sing, Elder Claude. <laughs> I know in your spirit you were. Praise the Lord. Anyway, um, Sister Myrna. I know you're on the line, too, so I greet you this morning. How are you doing? I'm wonderful, absolutely wonderful, Mother. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, honey. You are wonderful. Bishop, good morning to you. I greet you and Pastor Adrian. 
How are the both of you at the top of this day? Well, good morning, Elder Heather. Good morning to Elder Claude, Sister Myrna. Good morning to all the intercessors on the prayer line. Good morning to all the saints of the Most High God calling from around the nation and also internationally. I think our prayer call is becoming an international prayer call, and which is a good thing, and we bless God for that. I want to greet every man of God, every pastor that is on the line this morning. It is always a privilege and an honor to be with you all, to pray with you all, especially during the times that we're going through. I really believe that God is really uh, speaking to the church and telling the church to really stand up and be the church, push many old things away, and really uh, set our hearts and minds on what really matters most. And that's seeking first the kingdom of God, especially the first thing in the day, giving God the first part of our day. So it's always a blessing to be amongst the saints and to be with you all, miss you all dearly, and love you so much. Thank you, Bishop, and uh, I'm in agreement with you. I welcome every man of God, too, that is on the line, whether you're here or whether you are far away from us here in the Bay Area. Um, We just speak blessing over you and wisdom and endurance with discernment of the times that we are living in. And may you speak truth and boldness, fearing God and not man, to every intercessor as Bishop has alluded to, may you stay on the wall, stand your ground and stay alert, be persistent. Job 33 uh, and part of verse 5 says, take your stand, take your stand. And to New Destiny family, let me welcome you too from me. I miss you all and I look forward to when we can be together. 1 Corinthians 4 and 5 says that God will bring to light the things now hidden in darkness and will disclose the purposes of the heart. You know, God is shining a spotlight on us, showing us the condition that we are in, personally and as a corporate body, as the ecclesia, the church. Spend time with God. Spend time with God. Learn to listen for his voice and to be obedient to what you hear. This is a time where we can't be out and about, but we certainly can be about our Father's business, and that is to to do as the Spirit leads us. You know, it's a good thing to rise up early and to take command of the day, to command the morning. Have you ever thought about what command means? I looked the word up and it says to order with authority, to take charge of, to exercise direct authority over. That's what we're going to do, take authority over this day. To lead means to dominate by position. Where are you seated? To guard and to overlook. Wow. Authority means a lot, doesn't it? I like what Cindy Trim says in one of her books. She says, don't let your day get the best of you by not commanding the best from your day. Take command of your thoughts, 
words, and time so that you will be in position to take command of your destiny. Wow. First Thessalonians 5, 6 says, Keep awake. Do not sleep like others. Watch and keep your minds awake to what is happening. Keep awake. Watch. Keep your minds awake to what is happening. We have to know. We have to know the season and the time that we're living in. And this is just a little side note, but I want to say this. We love that each one of you are uh, with us on the call. But let me say, some are heard sleeping once the line is opened up at the end of the call. So can I ask, if you know you might fall back to sleep, please put your phone on mute. That would be so helpful. Thank you, and God bless you for that. Well, we've greeted one another, but let us all together say, good morning, Father God. Good morning, Lord Jesus, and good morning, Holy Spirit. Oh, you are welcome. You are welcome on this call. We ask for a greater anointing to rest upon every word spoken and every prayer that is uttered. Use us. Use us for thy glory's sake. Heal hearts this morning. Deliver ones from the snare of the enemy that speaks of continuous defeat, fear of tomorrow, loss of hope that things will not change, confusion as to what is next, hopelessness because their life seems to be hanging and they see no way out. But you, God, tell us greater is he that lives on the inside of us than he that lives in this world. And our hope and all that we need is founded in the finished work of Jesus Christ. Help us know we can live from a place of knowing this encompasses everything, everything we will ever need from you, Father. I pray that you will bless Elder Claude as he comes now. Use him to speak of the sufficiency that is found in Christ. These things I pray in Jesus' name. Elder Claude. Thank you, Mother. Good morning, saints of God. Good morning, Bishop and Pastor and Sister Redstone and all you wonderful blessed souls of God on this line. I pray that the word, there's nothing wrong with the word. I pray that our ears may hear what the Lord is saying this morning. As we speak on being sufficient in Christ's sufficiency, 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 9 Verse 8, it says, And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you, always having all sufficiency in all things, you may abound to every good work. Let's try that in the Amplified. In the Amplified, it says, 
And God is able to make all grace, every favor, and earthly blessing come to you in abundance so that you may always and under all circumstances and whatever the need, you may be self-sufficient, possessing enough to require no aid or support, and you are furnished in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. The grace of God makes us abound in the sufficiency of Christ Jesus, who is the word of God living in us. This same sufficiency is the goodness of God with a powerful enablement that supports and promotes every good work and loving donation. The grace of God is powerful and it is not to be underestimated or undervalued. God's intention towards us by this grace is to see the things that he has placed in us to come to fruition. In other words, like in Psalm 23, it says, if he has caused goodness and mercy to follow me all the days of my life, well, it's not only for me to enjoy such great benefits. But as they abound, that goodness and that mercy, as they abound in me, they are to spill over. They are to spill over to others, causing more fruitfulness and also glorifying our Father in heaven. Now, I'll bet that some of us maybe never thought that the grace of God in our life could do so much. It's more than a feeling or a temporary fix. It's more than a a mental or psychological high that comes only for a day or a few hours, and then you Come right back down to your sadness, doom, and gloom, etc. But remember, the scripture says that God is able to make all grace abound towards us. This is God's doing. This is the work of the Lord. And that is making every favor earthly earthly blessing come to us in abundance. God wants us to abound at all times, no matter what. In other words, he wants us to expect nothing short of his goodness. Wait, wait, wait. How about this? He wants us to be completely dependent upon him, knowing that what he gives, what he gives, what he gives us in the moment, 
no matter what the situation we find ourselves in, what he gives us is more than enough, more than a stimulus check, more than what the government assistance could do. We don't come up short when we truly trust and hope in the word of the Lord. Our hope and our faith in Christ Jesus automatically generates a self-sufficiency. I'm going to say that again. Our hope and our faith in Christ automatically generates a self-sufficiency that produces what I call five very important attainable, that means you can reach out and grab them and touch them, attributes in the life of the believer. Now, along with these attributes that I'm going to tell you, there's going to be some scripture. I don't have time to, you know, elaborate on the scriptures, but if you can try to remember them and write them down, that would be very good at this time. So you need to go and study these for yourself, like the Thessalonians who went and studied the word and found out for themselves what was going on with this salvation and this package that we get. All right, you ready? So Christ produces these five attributes. Number one, a secure assurance of salvation, a secure assurance of salvation. That is John 3.16 and 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. Number two, a divine confidence. A divine confidence. That is Romans 8, 1 and 2. Verse 11 and verses 31 through 39. Woo, he's going to bless you, I'm telling you. And number three, a bold peace. Oh, yeah, a bold peace. You didn't know you could have such a thing. That's Acts 4 and 20. That's where you're reading about what Peter was when he stood up. And there's, there's many times he did. And Galatians 2 and 20. That's a scripture that is still in my life. I could quote it right now. We don't have time. That's your bold piece. Number four, a clear perspective. A clear perspective. That's Second Timothy 1 and 12. Second Timothy 1 and 12. And Ephesians chapter 1, verses 18 and 19. That's your clear perspective, number four. Number five is a kingdom view. A kingdom view. And that's Luke 10 and 19. Luke 10 and 19 and John 1 and 12. Those are going to bless you. If you study those, you're really going to get this. God is a good father. He makes sure that those that are called by his name are well represented. God has 
his reputation on the line for his promises. He intends for them to come true in the life of the believer. And he intends for them to be fulfilled. And he's done this by going so far as staking the life of his only begotten son on this word, on these promises. And the all-sufficient God, redeeming us by the life of Christ Jesus, making us all-sufficient in him. His reputation is on the line. That's why he will cause his grace to bring these things so that you can be self-sufficient, so that you can be the lender and not the borrower. And you can be the head and not the tail. Let's pray. Romans 15 and 13 says, Now may God, the inspiration and fountain of hope, fill you to overflowing with uncontainable joy and perfect peace, perfect peace, as you trust in him. And may the power of the Holy Spirit continually surround your life, our lives, with his super abundance until you radiate with hope. That's Romans 15 and 13 in the Passion. Lord God, fill us with your hope, O oh God, until we are radiant with it. Let us be mindful of how our faith and trust in you and in your words, Lord, for they have the power to make favor and blessings abound in our lives. It's not through osmosis. It's through Christ Jesus. And they produce us to having no need of any earthly aid or support. But we are fully furnished in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Father. Amen. 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 Elder Claude, thank you. Thank you so much. I couldn't write fast enough. I couldn't take the notes as quickly as I wanted to. But you started out with 2 Corinthians 9 and 8. And I wrote down, God is able. I know he's able in all things. But I just put down, God is able. And I underlined that. If you just think about that, God is able. So what is he able of? Hallelujah. God is able to make all grace abound unto us in abundance. And then you, you, you left us with these promises, these five things, and you said, study them out. They'll bless you. And it's just secure uh, 
assurance of salvation. Yes, divine confidence. And then bold peace. A clear perspective. Hallelujah. A clear perspective. And then a kingdom view. A kingdom view. That we are sufficient in him. Hallelujah. In his sufficiency. Thank you, Elder Claude, for that word. May we heed and confess that our sufficiency is nothing but Christ. sufficiency is everything that we could ever need. So that makes us sufficient. Amen. In and of ourselves, we don't, we're not sufficient. But when we are in Christ's sufficiency, then we are sufficient to meet everything that comes our way. Thank you. Thank you for that. And I pray, precious ones, that You heard that word this morning because we do need our hope and our faith anchored, anchored in the grace of God and the sufficiency of Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That word blessed me this morning. Thank you so much. God bless you. I'm going to ask. uh, Amen. Yes, dear heart. Myrna, I'm going to ask you, honey, to come and share the prayer requests and any praise reports that may have come in. You know, Hebrews 4.16 says uh, it encourages us to come boldly before God's throne of grace. There's that word grace. We are going to come boldly before God's throne of grace this morning so that we can receive. We can receive everything that we need based on the finished work of Jesus. He said it is finished. Sister Myrna. Thank you, Mother. Um, we have three prayer requests that came in. The first prayer request is from Mariama Alak, Alharp. Sorry. I need clarity from God about my family. There's too much lies and manipulation to where I don't know what to believe or who to trust anymore. I'm already reading some scriptures and praying my own prayers. I just need more prayer. The second one is from Kayana Caldcook. Please cover me in keeping my job and my current place and bless my family to buy a, buy a home soon. Forgive me for any sins that I may have committed now and in the future. And the third one is from Sherelle Carter, asking for prayer for my ex-husband, which is my kid's dad. He got assaulted, and he had blood on his brain. He had emergency surgery. Now he's in a coma. His name is Timothy Cobbs. Father, we first lift up Mariama to you right now. The spirit of manipulation that is dwelling in her home Revealed to Mariana how the spirit came into her home in the first place so that she could rebuke it from her home and let that spirit know that it is no longer welcome. I pray that the Holy Spirit guide her and lead her into all truth. Father God, speak to Mariana in her dreams and reveal to her the root. Once the root is revealed, I ask, Father God, that you endow Mariana, Mariana with the spirit of boldness 
encouraged to intercede for her family and to not move from her position until she sees change in her home. Your word says that you will guide him and keep him in perfect and constant peace whose mind, both its inclination and its character, is stayed on you because he commits himself to you, leans on you, and hopes confidently in you. So trust in the Lord. Commit yourself to him. Lean on him. Hope confidently in him forever. For the Lord God is an everlasting rock, the rock of ages. Isaiah 26, 3-4. Father, we lift up Kayana to you and speak Matthew 6, 25-27. Therefore, I tell you, stop being perpetually uneasy, anxious, and worried about your life, what you shall eat, what you shall drink, or about your body, what you shall put on. Is, life, is not life greater in quality than food? And the body, far above and more excellent than clothing, look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father keeps feeding them. Are you not worth much more than they? Who of you, by worrying and being anxious, can add one unit of measure to his stature or to the span of his life? We speak peace over Kiana now. And as she confesses her sins before you, Father God, you are faithful to forgive her in Jesus' name. Father, we lift up Sherelle to you now, who is asking for prayer on behalf of Timothy Cobb. As she stands in the gap for her ex-husband, we stand with her. We lift up Timothy, who's in a coma. Let there be worship played in the room where he lays. And from the worship, Father God, we give your Holy Spirit permission to move and do whatever within Timothy's room, within his mind, within his body. We give the Holy Spirit free reign to move, Father God, as you so see fit. We call on Jehovah Rapha our healer. We've seen you heal before. We've heard you heal before, and we know that you can do it again, for nothing is too hard for our God. May this be a testimony for Timothy, not only his healing, but his heart to forgive those who caused him harm. We cry out to you this morning, Father, and you will give your ear unto us, Psalm 77, 1. Father, we hope in you and you alone because you said you are faithful, Deuteronomy 7, 9. We are hoping that things could change and turn around in your favor, Father God, in this time that you have allowed your true church, your true believers to experience. May the unbelievers see you through us like never before so that those who don't know you will come to know you and that they would stay where you are. Help us not to forget the things that you have done before, Father God, and remember that you could do it once more. We wait in expectation together to get to the other side of this storm. We will not ever lose hope, but we will hold on and continue to believe in you and your word. Just because we haven't seen the other side, we believe that we are closer than we think we are. That's when the pressure hits against all odds. When it looked hopeless, we will believe in your promises and expect you to fulfill them just as Abraham did 
Romans 4.18. We are only moments from the breakthrough. We believe in your promises, that they are just up ahead. Father, you will not forsake those who seek you, Psalms 9.10. There are benefits to hoping in you, Father, and you could never and will never let us down. All things work for your enrichment so that more of God's marvelous grace will spread to more and more people, resulting in an even greater increase of praise to God, bringing him even more glory. 2 Corinthians 4 and 15, the Passion Translation. Your will be done, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Oh, we seal those prayers in the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. And we declare by the wounds of Jesus that every request that was made known for those that are in your hearts, dear ones, just know that you are healed. We're healed by the wounds of Jesus. And for those that are bound, we do speak freedom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you for that, uh, Myrna, for your prayer this morning. Further thoughts, Elder Claude, before we close out our time together? Yes, Mother. Um, I want to leave the saints with this and ask a question. I ask, if God was willing to risk everything on the potential of Jesus' humanity to make one decision to trust his Father in his darkest, most painful moment, even unto the suffering of death on the cross, and raise Jesus from the dead, giving him victory for us, so that we can live in him, then how could we ever deny him or be slack in our belief towards Christ when in him we have all that we need? We have the Father. We have the Son. And we have the Holy Spirit in all sufficiency. In him, we have more than enough. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Yes, we do. We have more than enough. Hallelujah. Bishop, do you have anything you would like to share this morning before we close out? Well, Elder, we thank the Lord for God in the word this morning. From 2 Corinthians, Paul telling us that God is able to make all grace abound towards us. We have to understand the Bible is the believer's constitution, our legal right. We have a right to put our trust, our faith, and our confidence in what is written. What is written in the scripture becomes an established principle. It's key. It's established so that you can put all of your confidence in it. 
in the Word. So powerful. I'm going to be teaching something about the Word tomorrow, and service is going to bless your life. Because I received this powerful revelation that I'm going to teach it. It's going to really bless you. It blessed me. And so you have to know, based on the scripture that Elder Paul uh, Claude gave us today, and gave us many scriptures, but the, the one that he started with is that God is able. You can rest in that. See, there's, there's two things that you desperately need right now. I mean, really, it's really three. I'll give you three. Number one, you have to remain focused. It is key right now. You focus on God and the Word. Key. Number one, remain focused. Number two, walk in wisdom. Walk in wisdom. Number three, discover discernment. Ask God to give you a discerning heart. A discerning heart. Wisdom is simply the ability to apply knowledge. And it's unfortunate. A lot of people they have they have they have tons of knowledge, but they don't know how to get the knowledge that they possess to produce anything for them. That's the key. You have to be productive. If you have these things, if you have these things, focus. Wisdom, discernment. Never drift off the course from these things. They will keep your life. They'll keep your life. They will cause you to have confidence in God in times of crisis. And they'll keep your heart in every situation. It's very important. We're into the eighth week. I'm telling you, don't relax. Don't slack up. It's time for us to press in like we've never pressed in before in reading our word, praying, and petitioning heaven. I don't know if the, the this state is going to open up on the 31st. I don't know if we're going to be able to go back to service on the 31st. I don't know. But trust me, we're never going to put anybody in harm's way. You heard that from me. You'll hear me say more about it tomorrow. Bottom line. But we have to find what is the new normal for us to begin to start our lives up. God will keep us because God has blessed us. Cast not away your confidence, for it has great recompense of Great recompense of reward. So our confidence and our hope is in our Almighty God. Elohim, the Almighty Creator. God bless you. 
from Pastor Adrian and myself. All of our heart, we miss you and we care about you dearly. And we trust that the Lord, in the Lord, that you are all well and your families are well. We're praying for your family living in other states who are um, dealing with this crisis, maybe going through some difficulties. May God supply all of their needs according to their riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And I don't know if they're connected into a, a, a lifeline like this or resources like this. If they're not, get them on the prayer line, get them on the live stream so that they can have the substance that they need that will begin to bless their life. God bless you. Thank you so much. Elder, I'm done. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, that was wonderful, and I pray that everyone was able to uh, hear what was said. And when I say hear, I don't mean just that it was a sound, that you heard what was being said. You know, the word says that the joy of the Lord is our strength. If you are weak, get your strength. Get in the word because that is where your strength is found. The joy of the Lord is your strength. What a wonderful time we've had this morning. You know, be encouraged. Be encouraged. We started off with that wonderful uh, song this morning, Hands Up, Hearts Open. Jesus, take your place. Take your place. Hallelujah. Father, as we close out this call, we thank you for the privilege of being able to draw near to your throne of grace. We receive your strength in place of our weakness. We thank you that your help is perfectly timed and comes to our rescue. We declare that we are more than conquerors. And we declare that we are abundantly provided for in every area that we lack for nothing. God bless your people today. Touch them right now, Father. Touch them. May they feel your presence. May they feel your strong arms about them. May they know that you will never leave them, nor will you ever forsake them. That you are our healer our deliverer, you are our provider, that you give all good gifts unto your children. We're grateful, Father. We're grateful. And so I pray that as we come together now and we open up the line, that we can worship, we can praise, we can thank our God because you are a great God. You are a good God. And we love you this morning. Amen and amen. Mr. Kathy, open up the line, please. 
Thank you, everyone, for being on the call today. This concludes our prayer call. Have a blessed and prosperous day, and remember to shine like the diamond that you are.